you would take the scriptures and turn in them to the Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon chapter 7, that's the book after Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Song of Solomon. And chapter 7, we'll be reading the whole chapter, verses 1 through 13. Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 1. These are God's words, so let's give our full attention to our God who speaks. How beautiful are thy feet with shoes, O prince's daughter! The joints of thy thighs are like jewels, the work of the hands of a cunning workman. Thy navel is like a round goblet, which wanteth not liquor. Thy belly is like a heap of wheat set about with lilies. Thy two breasts are like two young rows that are twins. Thy neck is as a tower of ivory. Thine eyes like the fish pools of Heshbon by the gate of Bathrabim. Thy nose is as the tower of Lebanon which looketh toward Damascus. Thine head upon thee is like Carmel. And the hair of thine head like purple. The king is held in the galleries. How fair and how pleasant art thou, O love, for delights. This thy stature is like to a palm tree, and thy breast to clusters of grapes. I said, I will go up to the palm tree. I will take hold of the bows thereof. Now also thy breast shall be as clusters of the vine, and the smell of thy nose like apples. And the roof of thy mouth like the best wine for my beloved, that goeth down sweetly, causing the lips of those that are asleep to speak. I am my beloved's, and his desire is toward me. Come, my beloved, let us go forth into the field, let us lodge in the villages. Let us get up early to the vineyards, let us see if the vine flourisheth. Whether the tender grape appear and the pomegranates bud forth, there will I give thee my loves. The mandrakes give a smell, and at our gates are all manner of pleasant fruits, new and old, which I have laid up for thee, O my beloved. Those are God's words. Remember, uh, the Song of Solomon is uh, teaching us about communion with, uh, between Christ and His church, the bride. And here... Jesus Christ, we see just as we saw in the last chapter, Jesus Christ loves His bride, the church. And we see through verse 9, as Christ the bridegroom continues to describe the beauty of the church, His delight in the church, and His love for the church. And then the rest of the chapter, the bride responds, starting in verse 10, uh, expressing her great delight in Him and the desire for greater communion and fellowship with Him. And so first again, friends, Jesus Christ loves the church. He loves you. He loves us. And we praise God for that. He delights in you. He takes pleasure in you. And He delights when we come to Him and commune with Him even in worship. But it is, friends, we have to ask the question, you, the bride, do you delight in Christ? Do you delight in Christ? Do you delight in communing with Him and fellowship with Him? Do you want greater communion and fellowship with Him? Because that's what the church 
We are taught desires and wants a greater communion with the Lord Jesus Christ, our bridegroom, our husband. Let's pray. Our Father, we're thankful for Your love. Love that was before the creation, before the beginning. In time past in eternity, You foreknew Your people, Your elect. Father, You in Your Son love the bride, the church. You love us. You take pleasure in us. You rejoice in our presence. And Father, we hope it is true that we rejoice in You. And we take joy and delight and pleasure in You, being in Your presence and communing with You, whether in private or in family, but especially we know because You love the gates of Zion when we gather together in public worship, together as the bride, the church, the body of Christ. You love us now more than all other times and when we are apart. So much so that one day we will, when our hope is made sight, we will be in Your presence forever and ever, communing, fellowshipping with You as one bride with our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we praise You for this relationship. We praise You for this book which declares Your love for us and our love for You. And so, Father, we ask that Your name would be praised in this, that You would move us to a greater love for You as we see how great of a love You have for us. Father, You know the, the bride, the church, is black and yet comely. There is, as we are beautiful in the righteousness and the the robes that we are clothed with, the righteousness of Christ, we still continue in sin. We're not perfect by any means in our own sins individually as well as corporately in our, our sins of rebellion against you as a church, as a congregation, even this particular congregation. There are sins that we commit as a church. And Father, we might not know those sins, but we pray that you would reveal them to us, that we would have a greater communion with Christ your Son, that we would reform in our doctrine, in our lives, and you would revive us and send your Spirit and great power to turn us back to you where we have turned away from you. And Father, forgive us of our many sins and cleanse us by the blood of Jesus Christ, Your Son, and pour out Your Holy Spirit in power. There are some here who do not know You, who have rebelled against You, and even some who have gone off from this congregation and from Your church, who were excommunicated or rebelled and just left. Father, reclaim these sinners these covenant children and people to You, just as You did uh, after in, in the exile. Call them back to Yourself. Those who have exiled themselves and been cut off from the bride of Christ, cause them that shame uh, that we're taught in Thessalonians, that they would be ashamed 
of their rebellion against you and how they don't have communion anymore with you. That they would return again. And so, Father, we pray for Jake and Marissa and their family. We also pray for John McQuash, who has rebelled and been suspended from the sacraments and all these membership privileges because he questions you and he does not find an answer based in his own reasoning. We pray that you would turn his heart back to you. And he would understand that the secret things belong to you and to trust you in faith again. And the many children who have gone out, the covenant children who have been baptized and received the promises, though not the reality, and they've rejected those promises and become covenant breakers, Father, bring them back to you and to this congregation, and to your bride, the church. And by these, and remembering these things, and the people who have rebelled, Father, we pray that you would cause us to persevere, knowing that there is greater judgment upon covenant breakers than those of the world. And then, Father, we ask that you would forgive us then, and grant us a greater faith that we would not fall to that extent to be found outside of the church and outside of your bride whom you love. Father, today we do pray that you would be with as well the many physical concerns and struggles that people are going through. We pray for Larry and his great pain he is in. We pray that you would heal him. And Father, we pray as well for Jonathan, Jeff, Jeff's son, that you would heal him of his uh, uh, need of surgery that he has tomorrow. Pray that the surgery would go well and everything would turn out well. And praise you as well as we go thinking of Larry and his surgery that he had, his eyes better. We're thankful for that and he can see better. Praise, praise you, Father, for this healing. Pray for many others who may not be feeling well today or not present with us. We pray that you would strengthen their bodies. Father, there's also most likely people who are downcast in their souls, struggling with sin, uh, who are uh, anxious, worrying, fretful, and who are struggling to trust You, who have some doubts. Father, for these, for yes, that You would strengthen them in faith and cause them to look not to themselves, not to anyone else, not to medicine, but to You alone in Christ, to flee to Christ. And be saved. And then, Father, we pray that You would be glorified. As we hear the Gospel today, we ask that You would grant to all here faith in it. Faith in Christ Your Son. That each one, from the youngest to the oldest, even those in the womb, You would save. And we pray for those in the womb. As just as John the Baptist was leaping for joy in the womb in the presence of Christ. So we pray that our children in the womb, your children, more specifically, your children in the womb, would leap for joy as they hear the Gospel today. And uh, we ask that You would bring them about safely at the right time and provide for our families and provide for this congregation 
financially, but also uh, with elders and deacons and with men and women who are who come together in marriage and uh, strengthen our marriages and so provide for us those great images that show forth Christ and the church and that our marriages would do so. All these things we pray in Christ's name. Amen.